0: If, if you're going through one of those situations where you're like, do I need to be single? Do I need to be by myself? Then I think you really need to just step back and be really honest with yourself. Cause it's, I was in a relationship where I thought, no, I can do whatever I, I'll do whatever I want still. Like I'll still go traveling. I'll still do everything I want to do. But if I was being really honest with myself, I was still holding back. Um there were still things, for example, I really wanted to go traveling for a year minimum. And then I started like saying in my head, oh, I'm, I think I might just go for three months. And I was like, that was because entirely because I was in a relationship. In 1837, Horace Mann created the education system, a system at the time designed to pump out factory workers and professors. The same system that is still being used today in the 21st century Now, man's system is backfiring. We are being molded by the same industrial system that has existed for close to 200 years. That system delivers us into a digital economy that has no need of our outdated skills. This isn't our teacher's fault. This isn't the government's fault. This is due to a rapidly changing world full of technology and unforeseen circumstances. And us Gen Zs are caught in the middle. Welcome to the Driven Young Podcast, the podcast for stressed, overwhelmed young Australians teaching you practical life skills you can implement now to set yourself up in life. And now your host, Byron Dempsey.
1: Welcome back to the Driven Young Podcast, and today is a bit of a different style of episode. I am joined by Elle Wilmont, who runs the Truly 20s Facebook group with over 13,000 members, along with over 70,000 followers online. She is 23 and located in London. We have both been virtual friends for a while as we're both putting out content for young people. Her Facebook page has blown me away. It is the most engaged group I have seen in a long time, with women in their 20s posting every day asking for help, support, guidance, and even meeting up with other girls building new friendships. In the spirit of this, we both put out a post asking what questions you need help with to survive your 20s. So today's episode is her and I going through these questions, giving both of our perspectives on a variety of topics, such as relationships and if you should stay single in your early 20s, traveling finding your passions. We hear anonymous confessions of people in their 20s and advice from women in their 30s and so much more. As per usual, please DM myself on Instagram and DM Elle if you enjoyed this episode. I respond to all my DMs and I love it when you guys reach out. Please consider leaving a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps me out. And check out Elle's Facebook group. It is majority women, but guys are most welcome as well. Now, over to Elle. Elle, welcome so much to the podcast.
0: Thanks so much for having me
1: really excited. Um, I've known you for a little bit now. Um, we haven't met in person. Mm-hmm. Um, did we connect via TikTok? Was that when we first yeah. met?
0: Yeah. I think we came across each other's profiles and ever since, we've just been like long distance friends.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, so for people listening listen to the show, obviously know what I'm about, um, but I guess it's, there's not many people on TikTok putting out educational content um, for Gen Z specifically. Well, I mean educational content or just relatable content that is, you know, a bit more than the service level um, stuff that a lot of TikTokers do. But you kind of, you know, facilitate conversations. You really push people into a Facebook group, which has been wildly successful. Um, Honestly, before you, I was like, Facebook groups are dead. There's not really any point. Um, (laughs) But your group has been really engaging. It's been people have been doing meetups and stuff. Um, But what we have here is a list of questions. Um, This was posted in your group, which the majority of women,
0: um, yeah, it's majority of women. I mean, it's for everyone. Um, but yeah, it's like 95% women.
1: Yeah, cool. Um, but basically, we, I just said, I'm I'm, I'm interviewing you. Um, what questions do you want to hear? So we're going to just spend the entire episode going through questions, um, I guess, for 20 year olds, people who are just, you know, in their mid 20s or early 20s who want to survive their 20s. Um, before we get into that, did you just really want to quickly give me, I guess, an overview of who you are and what you do and you know, what you did after high school?
0: yeah yeah of course so I'm Elle and the page that um Byron's talking about is truly twenties, and I made it straight after university to kind of give get myself a bit more experience um creatively um because I felt like after uni I didn't really have enough to show on my CV and it's kind of just took a bit of a a life of its own now Um so I created Truly20s which is just to kind of bring people in their twenties together Um started off as a podcast which never ended up happening um, and now as a Facebook group like Aaron said people have been meeting up um, and like making friends and like getting advice um from everyone which has been really wholesome. Um I studied theatre at uni and I'm about to start working at TikTok um, so I've really taken my TikTok um platform and used it to get a job there as well. So that's been great.
1: Yeah, amazing. So you've got about sixty thousand followers on your truly twenties account on TikTok. Yeah. Um just over thirteen thousand people in the Facebook group. Um yeah. very engaged, um a very safe place. A lot of people open up sharing their problems for advice and stuff. Um so yeah, I'm really excited. Congratulations on your TikTok job. That's super exciting. Um, and just real quick, like where are you based? And I mean, cause you're in England, right?
0: Yeah. So I've just moved, um, from Sheffield all the way to London. Um, so I'm a London girl now. Uh, and I'm Big just, side. yeah, no, I am. And now I'm just waiting to start in September. So I've got a bit of spare time.
1: Yeah. Awesome. So, I mean, now that's a little bit about you, let's jump into some questions. Um, we're both going to give our perspectives um, as, I guess, a young male and a young female, which will give different perspectives, different countries as well, so we can try to cover a whole gamut of responses and stuff. I'll jump in with the first question. Um, it's a big one. What are your regrets and stuff you wish you did more of or stuff that you never have done? Like, what, what, what regrets do you have? Or do you, what do you wish you did more of? Um, and it could be now or for young, you know, when you're younger.
0: Yeah, I guess my, the first thing that jumped to mind when I saw this question was, um, something that I now no longer do is, it's really strange as well. I don't know why I felt like this, but I think a lot of people will relate is at university. I would hold like just regular people to such high standards to the point that I felt that they were intimidating. So I would not like put myself out there. I just instantly there's nothing that anyone did I just instantly saw a group of people maybe they had like a really big group of friends I instantly was like whoa they're intimidating and now I'm like in London and like with probably meeting up with some of the same people I'm like they were just never intimidating and it's like it was one of my things I regret about uni so part of my 20s is just instantly being intimidated and not giving some people the chance, because um, I guess that could have been a whole load of new friends if I'd have just put myself out there a bit more and just decided not to be, a, No, I mean, uni is quite nerve wracking, but I think I just got really nervous and instantly shut off from certain groups and then kind of just didn't get to explore those friendships.
1: Mm. Yeah, that's such a great point and pretty pretty interesting because I think a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah. Um, I think obviously going from high school and then to uni, it's the whole thing, you know, you go from primary school, you're the big big fish in a small pond, and then you go to now you're the small fish in the big pond, and then you finish high school, and now again, you're the small fish again, yeah. and so it's very intimidating. Um, do you think that you struggled to make friends throughout university because of that reason?
0: Um, When I first got to university I definitely shut off um, from the people that I like moved in with and I just because I had this um, perception of university that everyone moves in and becomes bestest friends with the people that they're living with and I lived with such lovely people but I didn't feel like we had lots of similarities like going clubbing where we like music all this stuff so I instantly was like my university experience is done. Like, I was like, I'm not going to make friends. Like, how am I going to make friends? And then I ended up, I mean, I did push myself out there. Um, and I made loads of like friends, which I'm living with right now in London. Um, but there was still people as I went through first, second and third year that I just thought, Oh no, they're too cool for me. I was like, I, I can't, I don't have anything to talk to them about because I was so nervous. And now I'm actually like friends with them. I'm like, why did I ever hold like regular people to such high standard? Like mm. they were better than me. They were just lovely people and I just got intimidated.
1: Yeah. I think it's, you know, it. it's almost like if you just fake your confidence, you know, you can get quite far. Like just be like, just go confident and, you know, try to make friends with them. And the thing yeah. is, you know, everyone wants friendships right now. Everyone's looking for good quality friends. So it's, it's like if someone comes to you and they're trying to become friends, it's like they'll probably, you know, love that. And yeah. I think it's just getting getting over maybe imposter monster in your head, just going like, yeah. who am I to be friends with these people? They're too good for me. It's like, no, they're not. Yeah.
0: That's so true. That's so true. And that is such a theme that I've seen in the group. I'd say like loneliness and people just not having any friends in their twenties is is most of the um, yeah. in the group. So it's obviously a big problem.
1: It's actually unbelievable how big of an issue that is. And it's a big reason I do what I do and why I'm working on like this Gapia project. Like, the main reason I'm working on that is literally to bring people together. And it's like, yeah. let's just have, you know, let's do parties. Let's have fun. Let's, like, bring people together. I'll, I'll force friendships down their throat. Like, so many yeah. people don't have good quality friends. Yeah. Um, and, you know, even now, a lot of people, I think, you know, I'm five years out of high school now or something, and it's like a lot of people are just still friends with high school friends only. And it's like they yeah. haven't expanded their network. They haven't got uni friends or they haven't got, like, they've got a few co-workers here and there. But it's just you know, we're more connected than ever, but simultaneously more disconnected than ever at the same time. It's a massive, massive issue. So it's like my advice, kind of backing up what you're saying to anyone who's about to finish high school, it's like, just put yourself out there, make friendships. You have to make that a priority. It's not just going to happen. In the movies, I think it just happens naturally. But that's not not how real life really works. You have to put an effort.
0: Yeah, definitely. And couldn't agree more with like this disconnect that you've just mentioned. I feel like social media it can disconnect people, but if you use it right, like, like for example, with the Orgabia project, with the group, there are things that are happening now where you can use social media to connect. You just got to use it right and put yourself out there. Like you, there's a lot of people in my group that say, Oh, hi, I'm from here. And then they don't do anything with it. They find all these people that are like in the same area as them, but then they don't follow through with the meetup. I mean, there has been quite a few meetups recently, but the ones that haven't yet, I'm like, look, you've got all these options, just go and do something, put yourself out there. Mm. But I can understand it's quite nerve-wracking.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It is just putting yourself out there because, you know, what's the worst case scenario? What's going to happen? It doesn't go through and you find yeah. other people. Yeah. It's like it's really you just have to prioritize friendships and working on those relationships. It's not going to happen for you, which is what I've, a lot of, I think it's a misconception a lot of people have you know i'll just meet some people because in the in the movies and the tv shows it just happens so organically mm-hmm. but it's like no you have to go to the events you have to con- consistently go to the meetups the you know the pub crawls and everything and you eventually you're going to make some friends and start to build your network and your relationships around you
0: yeah agreed
1: awesome that's question number one of like 20 so <laughs> we'll probably <laughs> um this is probably an easier one but what was the reason you started the truly 20s page
0: okay um I definitely started it at first from like a career perspective um I did theatre and performance at um university and I guess this is something that I wish I did more of back to the other question as well I did not get any experience alongside university I didn't understand that the degree wouldn't wouldn't be enough I thought going to university getting a degree would be enough I come out no job would accept me because I literally fit none of the job description. I've got no experience. Um, so I ended up working. <laughs> this is really random, but I ended up working at a nuclear research and doing marketing. So you can see, like, none of it is like fitting in. And I just thought I tried to make my job there as creative as possible, and it just was not working for me like I couldn't I couldn't get the creativity I needed so I decided I'd make a podcast um and then pandemic hit and I thought I'm gonna wait this out none of us knew it would be would still be going through it to this yeah, two years later yeah um and then yeah it's kind of just took a different journey and then I, now I've got like social media experience and everything but now I feel like I made Twenties for a podcast and I made it to create a, like a community and I, oh, the end goal was always a podcast, but now seeing like people meet up and seeing how much a problem loneliness is, I feel like my direction has changed of why I'm making it now. Cause I would really love to mm. do like events and actually make people friends. Cause mm. I mean, that's like, the best thing that could come out of it. Um, so that would, that is now the reason that I've set it up. I want, everyone to make friends i want there to be somewhere where people are like if they're moving to a city they're like oh well i know i can join truly 20s and meet some people like that that would be a yeah. great end goal.
1: yeah i think it's such a good vision it, it aligns with what i'm working on as well so much like um yeah. i just think you know the, one of the things we talk about i don't know if you've heard me talk about as a thousand doors method it's like behind one door is a p- potential thousand doors yeah. and a quote that i really love is you know you will build more genuine connections in two months by, trying to, by being genuinely interested in people than in two years of trying to get people genuinely interested in you. And it's like, what's an easy way to provide value to people? One of the easiest ways we say to provide value to people is to just start opening doors for other people. Now, mm-hmm. what's an easy way to open doors for other people? Just connect them. Like yeah. all, I, like, let, Let's say I connect you with someone and you guys end up being business partners and you do this whole thing together. It's like yeah. you guys will now be like have so much appreciation for me and all I did was connect you. And yeah. so it's like by you bringing putting these meetups together, you could be creating lifelong friendships and all you're doing is facilitating an environment. So it's like yeah. it's almost minimal work for really like maximum in- impact.
0: Yeah. And I remember when we was doing that um, webinar together that where you showed me about the 1,000 doors. And I think it's so true, something that people are missing out on. I mean, even me just setting up this little, at first, the little Instagram page has now ended up, allowing me to start working at tiktok like i would never have got Mm. that without starting this so it's like just yeah i know that's not like a network like connecting but like just opening that first door has just opened so many more opportunities
1: exactly exactly um but moving on to question number three do you think being this is a good one this is a good one do you think being in a relationship in your early 20s will hinder you
0: okay oh this is quite um it's quite a bit of
1: a I was just right? going to be curious to see if like guys and girls have different opinions on this. Cause I do think yeah. it's very much like there is definitely a part of you that goes, Oh, I want to experience that, you know, single life. I want to have fun. I don't want to have responsibilities and I want to do that while I'm young, which I think is really valid. Um, and I think you see a lot of people getting out of relationships because they want to experience that. So what are your thoughts on that question?
0: I think, I think obviously you can do either. You can be in a relationship and really enjoy your 20s and you can be single, but I feel like something that, if if you're going through one of those situations where you're like, do I need to be single? Do I need to be by myself? Then I think you really need to just step back and be really honest with yourself. Because it's. I was in a relationship where I thought, no, I can do whatever. I, I'll do whatever I want still. Like, I'll still go traveling. I'll still do everything I want to do. But if I was being really honest with myself, I was still holding back um Mm. there's still things for example I really wanted to go traveling for a year minimum and then I started like saying in my head oh I think I might just go for three months and I was like that was because entirely because I was in a relationship um and I mean obviously it's all about balance in a relationship but for me I feel like in my early 20s I'm glad now that I'm single and I didn't see it before but I now see so many things that I probably would have I would have said, uh, oh, I'm not doing it for other reasons, but it would have been because I was in a relationship and I didn't want like it mm. to break. Down. So I, I do see both perspectives, but then again, I, I know some of my friends have been in relationships since they've been in high school and like they've, they're amazing. They've done everything that they wanted to do. So it really depends on the person. And I think you'd really have to be so honest with yourself and tell yourself, am I not doing it because of a relationship? Um, and that you can really, your mind can pretend that it's not for that. Um, So I guess that's my opinion on that.
1: I think it's, it's, I I relate to that so much. Like I think no matter what, if you're in a relationship, it will, that'll be in the back of your mind. Like, oh, you know, even if you wanted to go travel for a year, you probably won't because it's like, I don't want to leave them for a year. They're going to cause problems in the relationship. So let's do three months instead. And that could be fine. And I think, you know, I think there's a lot of value in being single for a few reasons in your early 20s. Um, number one, I think it's important that you learn to be self-dependent and you don't need to be codependent relying on someone else. Like you learn to, you know, love yourself and be f- fulfilled with just yourself. So You don't need someone else to have that happiness. Yeah. Um, I think it's really important and a huge issue I see with a lot of people, um, and then number two, as you mentioned, you can, you have a lot of freedom in terms of you can just go live in another country for a bit. You can just do this. And so, yeah, I think there is a lot of strength to that. And then you go, well, what if you are in love with someone? You know, are you just going to quit on that because of these reasons? No. So, you know, once again, there is no right or wrong answer. I just think okay. it does. Deb- I think if you're single and you want to be in a relationship for the sake of it, that's not a good reason.
0: No. like yeah. that is, In
1: fact, it's a terrible reason, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah,
0: yeah. I agree. Um, I think as well being in being single in like your twenties can teach you just so much about yourself. If you're dating, whether like, like you just said, if you can learn to, you have to be okay with being by yourself before you get in a relationship. Mm. And And that will become so clear when you get in a relationship, because if you're not okay by yourself, then it will start to show cracks later down the line. And to be honest, to be in a very healthy relationship, you need to be fine by yourself. You need to have your own goals, your own, like your own life. And everyone always says this, you need to, in a relationship, they just need to add to your life. They don't need to make your life. They just, whatever you've got needs to be great. And they just add to it. They don't change it. They just add to it. And I think that's so true. And something Mm. that, I definitely didn't have in my first relationships, and I've I've learned. And I mean, I'm only I'm just about to be twenty three, and I've learned so much. And I don't plan on getting in a relationship anytime soon. Um, so I'm like still when
1: it usually happens.
0: Yeah, yeah, that, that's true. Which is like, what I'm still. I know there's still more stuff that I've got to learn. I, I before I'm in a very healthy relationship.
1: Hmm. So. The question was, do you think being in a relationship in your early 20s will hinder you? I think the answer is yes. However, it's not always a bad thing. Yeah. Um, I do think, regardless of if it's a good thing or bad thing, it will hinder you because you are subconsciously going to make decisions based on that relationship. Um, However, there could be decisions that are really beneficial for you. And it could mean, you know, when you're married and 30 years later, you now have these incredible experiences of when you're in your early 20s traveling together. Yeah. So, you know, again, there is no right or wrong.
0: Um,
1: I think the key message is exactly like what you just said with the relationships. Like you need to be happy within yourself. So you've got two happy people dependent on themselves. And when they're together, they're just like, you know, extra happy almost, Yeah. you bring together and then they're separate and they're still happy. Yeah. And the problem is if you've got two unhappy people and they're happy together, and then when they're separate, they're unhappy, that can cause a lot of drama.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Awesome. So, um, they've got one here. I do you have them highlights from confessions of a 20 something year old. So you yeah. have a list of those. Are these anonymous? Like just anonymous, yeah, yeah. Yeah, an- anonymous stuff that people in their twenties have sent to you.
0: Yeah. Um, how many do you want? I, I, I got, I pulled out like six. Yeah. Let's hear them. Okay. So I pulled out some funny ones just, just cause they're lighthearted. And then I pulled out some that I get so often. Um, so, one of them is, on the 6th of January, I wrote in my diary, the entry said, today I found out Kim Kardashian and Kanye West had broken up. I also took three pregnancy tests, all of which were positive. I don't know which is more devastating. And that sums <laughs> up my 2021. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: that one made me laugh. Oh, I hope, yeah, I, hope I hope, she's doing well. I don't know who it is, but I hope she's doing well.
1: <laughs> I think, um, <laughs> I hope, you know... Kind of commenting on that, like a lot of people, you know, like you said, it's a pretty messy situation, like there's so much going on. But that's kind of like, mm-hmm. I guess, what your 20s are for, to so get into messy situations and, like, learn from them and figure it out. Um, you know, yeah. your 20s is really exploring, I think, yeah. especially early 20s.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, and then I've got, I had a friends with benefits with my old school teacher when I was in sixth form and then on and off the year after. He's now my younger brother's teacher and my parents le- parents definitely don't know um, and when they go to parents' evening, they're shaking hands with a teacher that was secretly banging their daughter.
1: <laughs> oh my god, what is going on?
0: No, crazy. Okay, um, this is one that I we've kind of just spoke about actually, but this is I get this so much. I've been dating my boyfriend since we were sixteen, and we're twenty now. Is it bad that I want to know what else is out there just for the fear of not knowing?
1: Mm, that's, that's such a good one. That mm. is such a good question, and that kind of goes. I think obviously girls as well but i i feel a lot of guys have that yeah you you know you see the single players on the movies and see much you know and you see your friends you know hooking up with girls or going out to clubs and stuff and you go oh am i missing out on that and that's actually something my first girlfriend and i spoke about Mm -hmm. um you know we 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 knew we weren't gonna get married or anything it was we were 18 you know we were young we're in high school um we kind of deep Damn, we both knew that and there was a part of me that was like I don't really want to marry and settle down with the very first girl that I've started dating like that am I missing out on a whole bunch of experiences um what do you think about all that
0: well I I literally had the same experience I met my first boyfriend at 15 and to be at the start I was like obviously when I was young I was like I am marrying him I only want to be with one person ever I don't want to look at any other male and then as I got like closer to university I started I felt really guilty about thinking about it and I was like, oh, but would it be fun? And I just felt so awful for even having the thoughts and at the time I felt like they were like very intrusive thoughts because it just went on and on in my head. Um, but it's obviously worked out. It was ob- it was never the likelihood that anyone is with their childhood sweetheart. It really doesn't happen that a lot these days.
1: Um, I know. It's the likelihood of you meeting someone in the 80 people in your year group. If that's the mm-hmm. love of your life. It's like, yeah. you know, you got yeah. to understand you're just, you're stuck together for six years, which is probably going to facilitate, you know, a lot of hormones in an environment. Um, yeah. It's it's highly unlikely you will, but some people still do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, some people definitely still do. Um, But yeah, I think it was definitely for the, and I think a lot of couples have that, those conversations, even even after 18, I think, like if it's your first relationship in your 20s, like then you're going to have that conversation. I don't think it's anything to feel guilty about. It's not, it's mm. very natural to think about that.
1: Do you, do you think with the introduction of dating apps, which sounds like really fun on paper, um, do you think people who have been in a relationship since I've been out, you know, might be wanting to experience that like dating app lifestyle. You can just swipe and hook up with someone yeah. um, when I guess I know deep down, it's nowhere near that easy and it's horrible. And dating apps are like super toxic. And especially for guys, like it's so much work just to get like one date. Yeah. Um A lot of my, most of my friends don't even use them because it's like, you know, they, it just doesn't work and it's too hard. So it's definitely not as, you know, sexy as it appeals. But do you think a lot of people might have that feeling of, you know, all this new stuff is happening and missing out?
0: Yeah. And I think dating culture has become like such a thing to like go on multiple dates and have like fun. But like you just said, it's it's just definitely not that easy. And like, Even if it was, and you go on the date, you might you might not like them, so you're gonna have this perception. Like you might not get on with them, you might have like a terrible date. And there's always that side of it. You could have a great Mm. time, you could have a a horrible time. So, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely put in a better perspective than it is. Let's say,
1: yeah, I do think single life is not as fun as it appears to be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think the way it's portrayed in movies and the way you know people always share the good stuff that happens. you know, I think, you know, if you're in a happy relationship, definitely don't sacrifice that because you'll feel like you're missing out.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, for me, when just now I'm older. When I was single, I thought it was all about like dating and all that. But now I'm older. I'm i am really just content in making sure I'm just happy and I'm doing what I want to do. That's what single life means to me now. Didn't used mm. to, but now I'm just like, oh, I can do what I want. I can whenever I want. <laughs> mm
1: yeah awesome um well let's move on to the next question um i know i can talk a bit about this won't go too much detail because i have whole episodes on this but tips on saving i'm so bad at saving but can speak about money anxiety as i get very stressed about money um what are your thoughts on that question like when you saw that um i am someone that is terrible at saving
0: um i say that but I have got quite a few savings, but I constantly feel like every pound I spend stresses me out. So I haven't got any tips on saving, but I definitely am someone, and I I think it is quite common, but I get money anxiety so bad. But then I'm someone that will, I'll do, I'll still go to every event. I'll still do whatever. I won't miss out memories wise. And when I'm there, I'll just spend. It's afterwards where I start like calculating in my head and I'm like, mm. I've had this many years working here. I didn't pay any rent for a bit because I was living at home. How am I only on this? And then I start freaking out, and yeah. so I very, very get very stressed about it as well.
1: Well, that's the whole thing. It's like when you hit your th- when you hit thirties. If you're like thirty years old with no savings or investments, and you go, "Oh my god, I've made six hundred thousand dollars in the past ten years, and I have nothing to show for it." Yeah. It's like it can be really stressful. And yeah. one of my friends actually started a company called Ladies Finance Club. Um, in the UK originally um, because she met so many women who were like in high execs or corporates um, and they were earning like quarter of a million dollars, like ridiculous amounts of money and they had nothing to show for it. Yeah. Um, but I'll, I'll just go in with some rapid-fire tips on savings. Um, so first of all, money anxiety is totally true. The reason you might have it is because 95% of how who we are is formed in the first seven years of our life. So if your parents were fighting over money, you'll probably got really negative associations with it. Um, or if you had bad relationship with money in early years of your life, then that will transfer into adulthood. Um, and just the way we perceive money in current culture is really bizarre. Like people are more comfortable talking about their sex life than they are about their financial situation, which yeah. again is just bizarre. So mm-hmm. the fact that you have money anxiety is not really your fault and more the world you've grown up in. So yeah. don't beat yourself up. Number two. That's so to, so sorry.
0: That's so interesting. I did not know about <laughs> this <first> thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is really interesting. And that trend, that's everything in life, not just money. Uh-huh. Um, but secondly, how to save. So here's my strategy. Basically, you're going to use a strategy called Parkinson's law. Parkinson's law dictates whatever amount of time you will find a way to fill. For example, Elle, have you ever had six weeks to do an assignment and then you find yourself on the night before doing it on you know, the night before?
0: Yeah, multiple times.
1: <laughs> yeah, everyone does it, right? Because, you know, and I've, I have said, if you had four weeks to do it, would you have found a way to do it in those four weeks? Y- yes. And if you go two weeks, you probably you probably would have... If you had to do it in two weeks, you'd find a way to do it. If I said you have to get this done in 48 hours, otherwise it's not going to get marked, you would find a way to do it. The same goes with your money. So if you've got a $1,000 in your account this week, you'll find a way to spend that $1,000 because you know it's there. So the first thing we want to do is as soon as you get paid, put 10% away minimum. So if you get paid $1,000 a week, as soon as you get paid, if you get paid on Sunday, on Monday night or Monday morning, put ten percent, $100 into a savings account or an investment account and remove it. I would be putting $400, you know, saving 40% if you can. Uh, that way, you're going to find a way to survive off the remaining $600 um, and automate it. The other tip I have is automate it. So if you get paid every Sunday, like you, when you get your job at TikTok, you're going to have a every fortnight you will get paid or whatever, just automate your savings. So as soon as you get paid, trigger an automation from your bank to your, your savings account and all your investments account and just move it out of there. Um, and that way, when you go out on a night out, if you've only got three hundred dollars in your account, you are not going to spend any more than three hundred. But if you've got six hundred, you, you might, you know, you hit four hundred and fifty. You might, you know, you might shout some friends' drinks because you know it's there. So it's yeah. really just restricting yourself um, and just be disciplined and automate it and just at BEM and save based on percentages, not weight like wages, because you, as you earn more money, the percentage will go up with it but if you're like, if you're, I'm just saving a hundred dollars a week and then you get a raise and you keep saving a hundred dollars a week, like you want to go up to like 130 or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, there's just some rapid fire stuff about money and finance.
0: Amazing. I definitely need to take note of that.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I mean, anyone listening, like you do need to sort it out. Like it's such an important part of life. Um, money isn't everything, but it will allow you to live the life you want to live. So you need to sort out like that's a, should be a big priority for anyone. Um, Another question, and this is a big one, I get asked this quite a bit, tips on finding your passion.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I feel like I've semi done that with the page I've got, but then I guess I've started to realize recently it is a passion, but it's um, it's also work related, it's career related. So it's not something that I I don't sit down and just, I don't like have a break doing it. I feel like it's still work, but finding that kind of, that passion at the start was it was definitely trial and error there's been so many things as i've gone through university and i've just wanted to like have my own thing my own passion and so many things like didn't stick and i think that's so fine like i know some of my friends recently are setting up their own instagram pages and then they never they never it never continues but then they've set something else up it's it's definitely trial and error but to Mm. also my tip would be to not think that passions just stick like that for example some people's passion is a gym running you've got to kind of you've got to build it and like if you want your passion to be drawing and art you're not going to be good at it straight away and it will it would put you off at the start like if it's taking longer than you think but if you want to get into a passion you've got to give it a good amount of time for it to settle I mean obviously if it's months and months and like it's not sticking then try something else but that would be my tip
1: yeah I mean hit the nail on the head um, in terms of, like, you've got to keep pushing at it. They say there's a study done. If you had the ten thousand hours, so that they say it takes ten thousand hours for you to master, like, completely master a skill. So yeah. once you've done your ten thousand hours, you've mastered a skill, which obviously is years and years. But what else is important in that book is that he says the first twenty hours is going to be the grind period. So once you get through twenty hours, you're now you you should have. Got enough a hang of it that you can start to enjoy it. So, yeah. I think whatever you're doing, give it at least 20 hours before you give up because that's you got to grind, you got to push through that. Yeah. you're just starting to roller skate and you fall over every time, just give it 20 hours. I'm guarantee you by the time you hit 20 hours, you'll be up having fun. Yeah. So, and I would say on trial and error, um, I saw an analogy and I was like, how do you know what your favorite ice cream is when you're in an ice cream store? Well, you try them. You know, you get a scoop up and you try it and you try it and you try and you try until you find one you like. It's the same with finding your passion or whatever you want to call it. Just try it. Try as many things as possible and understand your passion might change. As you mentioned, like you might, your passion at your twenties might be different when you enter your thirties and your forties and your fifties. Yeah. So, you know, don't beat yourself up. Um, but really you just go trial and error. Like the people who are struggling to find the passion are usually they go straight into university. They do their degree and they haven't really done anything else. And it's like, of course you haven't found your passion. You've done one thing in three years yeah it's like yeah. You just keep trying different things yeah. and it doesn't matter if you fail as you said with your friends they failed their Instagram but that got them to start something else
0: yeah yeah so and I, I agree so much I think you've got to you've got to give it got to give it your all and try try multiple things at once as well if you can like if if it's something that you can sit and do at home and then also you could do a sport try them both at the same time and I guess that might show you like which one is pulling you more if mm. you've got that spare time
1: yeah. So I think from us, it's really just trying as many things as you can. And that's, you know, not going to guarantee it, but it's going to help you get closer to what you want to do. Yeah. Awesome. Next question. Has running the Truly 20s page taught you anything about yourself as a person?
0: Yeah. It's definitely taught me that I need to be more disciplined. Um, when I set myself goals, I need to do them on that day. But because I run it, I know I can give myself a bit of leeway and I'll leave it longer. And then it I never ends up getting done. And that's when I'm not organized with the page and then it starts suffering. Um, I've definitely noticed that, especially because I manage a team. Um, So it's it's obvious when I've not done something because they may need it. Um And it's definitely something I need to work on. But I think it's taught me that I've got a long way to go if I ever wanted to be a manager and I need to be more disciplined. I'm definitely not perfect at running it. And I don't. I'm not this person that's juggling a job and a side hustle and doing it all successfully. Definitely not. I need to get my discipline I'm just not really disciplined as a person and I need to get like even with the money that Mm. we've just spoken about I need to get that under control
1: yeah I mean it's it's such a wake-up call when you go to be an entrepreneur as a young person because you go from school which has structure and you're told what to do and then suddenly you have no one to talk to no one's telling you what to do you have to be self-disciplined and discipline is one of the most important skills I think young people need to be developing because in today's society, it's so easy to go through life without any discipline because we get everything when we want it. We can order, you know, Amazon, we can order food when we want to, you know, life is very easy in terms of that. So you need to develop discipline. And I was the same when I started my business, it hit me like a truck. I just had to, I could sleep in all day. I could play PlayStation all day if I wanted to, like there's no one stopping you. And it's like, you have to set schedules. You have to be disciplined. You've got to really force yourself to, you know, get this stuff done.
0: And we're we're in a time where everyone doesn't want a nine till five anymore. Like everyone wants their own thing. And yeah, like what I've learned is, if I ever want to treat twenties to be my full time job, I I can't do that at all until I've got discipline in order. Because I mean, that's what lockdowns taught me. Because we were just at home. Like my job wasn't that time. Like that it wasn't that pressuring. I could really just have done nothing and that's because I had no one there to say what to do so if you're someone that's not wanting the nine till five and but you haven't got discipline you can't do it yet
1: yeah, you you need to develop discipline. That's why my um, you know, my dad is a big fan of like going to joining the army for a year. Like he he went into the army for a year. He was part of the reserves. It taught him a lot of the discipline. Yeah. I know a lot of countries around the around the world. You know, a lot of the men when they turn eighteen or when they graduate high school have to do a man- mandatory one year of service. And yeah. I honestly think it's not a bad idea because it's really going to help you know kick you in a gear and develop a bit of discipline, which is very needed. Yeah. Um, so yeah, great answer. I love that. Yeah. Um, next question. What's a oh, this is a good one. We may have mentioned it earlier. What's a common theme you see from people posting in the truly twenties Facebook group?
0: Okay, so um I'd say there's two and they both coincide with each other, but loneliness like like we spoke about earlier and mm. also just mental health. Um it's a lot of there's an option on the truly twenties page to post it anonymously. Um and most of the anonymous ones are to do with mental health. And mm. I mean it's, it's quite tricky being the person that manages the page because it's anonymous. Um, but obviously as admin, I get, well, it's already, it warns everyone that the admins get to see who post it.
1: And it's like this really to clarify, clarify, there's not like an anonymous button on Facebook. They're sending it to you and you're posting it anonymously.
0: No. So there is on the Facebook group that you can post as yourself or you can post anonymously. Um, and it, and it sends it to the admin and I can see who it is. But when I approve Hmm prove of it it is anonymous so I don't have to like do anything I just have to approve it but it's quite it's quite tricky because there's been some things like I want it to be a place where if it's if someone's really in a bad state of mind they and they want to rant they can post but it's quite tricky managing it because it's like you don't want to step over the fact that they want to be anonymous but some things are like really heartbreaking and you want to reach out but you can't really break that trust but it's definitely something I see mental health issues a lot. and a lot of it is led from loneliness, so they do really...
1: I was I was just about to say, they kind of go hand in hand, don't they? Yeah. Like, oh, you're seeing a lot of people who feel lonely and you're seeing a lot of people with mental health problems. I don't yeah. think that's a coincidence.
0: No, and I also think so many people just feel so behind in life. Like whether they're 21 or 29 in the group, everyone is just like, oh, I'm so behind. I've got nothing to show. I don't, don't know what I'm doing. And everyone's really panicking because everyone's had this idea that our twenties will be the best years of our lives and all of that. And they're just, obviously loads of people. We were still working our way to find out what we exactly want to do. And everyone just feels like they should have all their stuff together by 21 because Mm -hmm. there's been a few influences that have smashed it by 21 and now we just think we need to do that um but that's definitely a big a big one that's sent in a lot
1: yeah I think um you know as young people adults are often often saying stuff like oh you know these are best years of your life you know I used to have so much fun when when I was in my 20s and the first thing I hear is used to meaning you don't have any fun now yeah and I think you know a lot of adults and a lot of people romanticize their youth as if it's the prime of our years, as if yeah. it's like, it's going to be the golden years or the golden times or the good old days. They always say, at least in like Western society, youth kind of symbolizes loss of happiness. Um, I think of stuff like Peter Pan and, you know, he's wants to stay a boy as long as young, as, as long as possible because he doesn't want to be you know an adult. We don't want to enter the adult world. And then I guess we find ourselves having entered the adult world so quickly. You're going, wait, is that it? Is my youth yeah. over? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and That's why I'm pushing on the Gappy program. It's like, no, it's not like let's yeah. have fun like let's yeah. take it easy you you're... when I did my Kentucky trip, I don't even know what Kentucky is. it's more Australian and New Zealand it's like an organized um trip around Europe or like different places all around the world, so a bunch of people come together and they run the whole program for you. so you get a travel and a in a bus and they look after you. Um, you know there were like twenty nine year olds in that and I was think I thought I was old at twenty one doing that, and I was like they're twenty nine doing this having a great time, like I yeah. have all the time in the world,
0: yeah age is just you can do anything no matter what like age you are i just feel like the only difference is if you want to party and stuff at 21 to like 25 29 for me the hangovers do get a bit worse but so what that's that's yeah, it yeah i feel like yeah there's just so much pressure and also a lot of people talk about how 30s are like the new 20s because you've actually got more money hopefully if we've all like saved and like worked our way up, got more money, more freedom to do what you want to do. And you can still do everything that you wanted to do before. You just got a bit more money. Um, There's just Mm. the perception that you should only do certain stuff in your 20s, which is just bizarre.
1: Well, there's that graph. And it's like when you're young, you have time, you have energy, but no money. And when you're middle-aged, so you're in in your 30s, you know, or not middle-aged, but when you're entering like your 30s and 40s, you've got energy, you've got money, but you've got no time. Yeah. And when you're old and you're retired, you've got time, you've got money, but you've got no energy. And this is kind of, I guess, the yin and yang that we, you know, constantly battling. And so it's like if, if the 30s are the new 20s, then hopefully you've got time, money, and energy. Um, yeah. But it's just, yeah, I just think you made the good point about you're seeing influencers who are 21 and have it together or they're 23 and have it together. I think understanding, first of all, most people don't have it together, even if it looks like they do. Um mm-hmm. Obviously, some people do. Like, I'm pretty happy where, where I'm. I, I'm happy with my vision and everything and what I'm doing, and I feel quite content with that. Um, but there's still definitely definitely stuff where it's like, oh man, this is tough. Yeah. So yeah, I think stop comparing yourself to other people.
0: And also on top of that, just enjoy the journey. Like nothing as much as you might want it right now. It's not funny. It's not funny. <laughs> I mean, it's not good to have things handed on a plate in the end. Like obviously it would feel nice and it's hard work, but you feel so much more reward when you look back at the journey that you've done to get there.
1: Mm, it's all in the journey. It's a, a section we teach at Empower You called Dream Struggle Prize. In order to you know appreciate the prize, you have to go through the struggle. Otherwise, you're not going to appreciate it because you, how often do you, you finally get something and then you get bored of it straight away and you go, oh, was that it? Like, I know for me, having a lot of followers on TikTok now, it's like, I remember when I started my podcast, I was like, I love to have thousands of listeners and lots of followers and yeah, it's great. And I love it, but it's like, it's just normal now. I don't think anything. Yeah. Different. I'm not a different person. I'm still the same old person. I'm yeah. sure it's the same for you.
0: Yeah, completely.
1: Mm, awesome. Uh, next question. What are some of the bad habits you were trying to stop in your twenties? This is a good one.
0: Okay. Um, This leading on from what we've just said, I think one of my bad habits is how much I use my phone. Um, and, I've started to think about it. And if you look into it more deeply, it's actually so much time wasted. Um, just being on my phone for unproductive reasons. And for someone that's in social media, like both of us, um, it, I find it's so hard to get away from your phone because you're, yeah. you're on it for work. You want to connect with people, but then you can keep scrolling. And honestly, my screen time is absolutely horrendous at the minute. Um, and I just think it's so much time that I could have. Like reading, like I go to the gym mm-hmm. and I'm just not doing it. And to talk about what we were just talked about with influencers, on the other side of that, the habits that a bad habit I'm trying to get rid of is I don't want to be following these influencers that mm-hmm. are pretending that everything is great. Every like they've everything just has come really easily. They're not showing any of the work behind it. They're not being. It's not educational, informative at all. I don't want to be comparing myself either um looks wise or like where i am in my 20s and like like i said you can use social media in such good ways you've just got to like curate it in in a positive way um so i need to like start implementing that and i already have like i don't follow accounts that make me feel a certain way because i don't need to um and that's definitely something that i'm working on but the phone the phone habit. And getting off that and getting my screen time down is something that I need it. I don't even need it. Like in the next few years, it, it needs to start
1: from. Mm. Like, the phone is by far the the biggest habit. Probably everyone listening. Like, I think the first step is you know what do they say? It's like acceptance or whatever. Um, like understanding yeah. it is a li- literal addiction. It like, is. and most of us suffer from it, and it's not our fault. You know. Yeah. But how do we? If you've read a, Atomic Habits, you know that book. Everyone thinks. You know, when you hear the word atomic, you think, oh, big habits. No, atomic as in like atoms, as in tiny. He yeah. means, you know, setting, you know, habits are small. I, I, how do you achieve a goal? It's a habit compounded over time. But what he puts, points out in the book is that bad habits, getting rid of bad habits is just as important as setting up good habits. Yeah. And so yeah. you need to create habits. Like, for example, how do we break our phone habit? It's not go cold turkey. It's um, remove all notifications on your phone. It's yeah. when you're working, put your phone in a dif- different room. It's yeah. when you go to sleep, put your phone in a different room, charge it in a different room. It's yeah. um, you know all these different habits, follow pages, people and pages that bring you joy. And yeah. the fact is, there might be influencers out there that have incredible intentions and they share what well, they they share a lot of joy, but all they're doing is posting like really photos of them smiling and bikinis looking amazing in fact in fact is even though their intentions are great younger people especially younger girls i think are comparing themselves to them and that's creating huge amounts of body dysmorphia yeah like i have so much so much empathy for young girls nowadays like it is it is intense like the body stuff that's happening and what they have to compare themselves with it is insane it even is- like love Island, like is a you know it's a it's addiction but they're all like got perfect bodies
0: yeah and it's, it's, a, it's, it's definitely a tough world to grow up in when you're looking at social media in that way. And I'd say another really good tip that I'm trying to implement is with your phones. I don't know if anyone's ever watched A Social Dilemma on Netflix, but yeah. you definitely watch it. It kind of just tells you how it is addictive. And one thing that I do and it sets your day up badly is if you're if the last thing you do before you sleep is look at your phone and the first thing in the morning you do is look at your phone throughout the whole day your brain is triggered to go on your phone because it's the first and last thing you've seen so one thing is such a good thing to do is to get a different alarm clock and in the morning when you wake up even if it's just for half an hour to do something else other than go yeah. on your phone Um, and i think so that's such a, such a good one that um i'm trying to start doing
1: I literally got asked, what's a bad habit you need to break or um, on a podcast yesterday? And I said that exact thing. I was like, you need to make sure the first thing you do in the morning is not on your phone. Yeah, And even going even further, don't do this like whole, your alarm hits snooze and you lie in bed for like 30 minutes. So it's like, I I need to get up at eight. So I'm going to set my alarm for seven because it'll give me an hour to like lay in bed for a bit. That's actually really not good for you. So studies have shown that there's a really bad way to start your day because you're all cloudy. It's like, just get up. Just yeah. like get up set your alarm at eight if you're going to or 755 and force yourself to get up yeah um and don't go on your phone i do first two hours of my morning no phone that's um, it. and then i try to do at least like i read first thing in the morning and i read at night and it just shuts your brain down i sleep better it's enjoyable like you feel so much better when you're reading and the amount of times i'll be like scrolling in tiktok and then i'll switch to reading and i'm like why was i on tiktok at all this is yeah. so much better
0: yeah yeah that's so true
1: So yeah, there's real, that's definitely the big one. I think you just, and once again, it's not going to happen overnight. You have to put in the work to break that habit. Like it's not easy. It's going to be hard. Oh
0: yeah. I I started doing it for a few weeks and I I felt instantly better. And then I just started doing it again because when I moved to London, I didn't have an alarm clock and I let that be an excuse for me to go back to my phone and then I'm back again now. So I need to start all over again, but Mm. I just break it.
1: So I think first, first and last 30 minutes of your day, no phone. Turn off all your notifications. Um, follow people and pages that bring you joy. Yeah. Um, and there's, there's another one when it comes to social media I heard, and it's like called the front page rule. And I feel like this almost applies to, like, OnlyFans. It's like, you know, OnlyFans is like sweeping the nation, right, now. people mm-hmm. are like, oh, I can just sign on OnlyFans. The front page rule applies to anything on social media. It's like, would you be happy with this being on the front of a newspaper, on the front page of a newspaper? If the answer is yes, then go nuts. I mean, OnlyFans might be great for you. But if it's no, and you're worried, oh, what do my friends see it or my family see it? If you start any fans, they'll see it. Yeah. Someone will send, someone will see a see a photo. They'll screenshot it. They'll send it to you. They'll send it to your younger brother to make fun of him. And you know, it's there's a whole thing there. Um yeah. But that's another big one as well.
0: Yeah, definitely, and because the social media world we're living in right now, it can be quite toxic. With the fact that people jump on something and it can blow up, you can get cancelled and all this. So, yet, yeah, like you said, if it's something, if you're posting something and you wouldn't want other people to see it, then you, in this social media day and age where it's got this toxic side of it, you really need to just double think.
1: Mm, absolutely, you need to be really careful. What are things I wish were spoken about when entering adulthood? Spinning plates, never-ending list to do, experience of a qualification, the sky's a limit. Like what, what are things you wish were spoken about more, which is essentially my entire podcast. So this is yeah. something I'm quite passionate about. But, yeah, what do you think should be spoken about more for young people?
0: Something that I'm – the one thing I mentioned earlier is you need so much experience, like a degree, a qualification – it's just, it's not enough. Getting hands-on experience and networking is the the best way forward. It. it will send you leaps and bounds further than everyone else. But, um, I also think the spinning plates thing I find so true. I feel like your twenties, especially if like you're ambitious and you're wanting to go, like, if your aims are like quite, your goals quite big, I feel like it's always like spinning plates and you're always, you're always juggling one thing and the, the, the the list is literally never ending there's so much stuff you can always be doing and I find it can be quite stressful in in your 20s especially with the big goals you need to keep you need to keep all the plates spinning and keep everything up but um that's something I found that I wasn't aware it's going to be like
1: Mm, yeah I think it is like almost like managing your entire life is like a full-time job it's um I feel like yeah that's so relatable I feel like I've so many plates spinning right now and it's just crazy but yeah i mean for me i mean ever anyone who listens to the show knows what i talk about money and finance i think communication skills people need to build those up and they're completely undervalued for young people like that is that'll get if you just have good communication skills that'll get you so far yeah um experience as well like that's what i talk about doing volunteer positions and really just getting experience in all these different things it doesn't have to be relevant to what you want to do but just like you know building the truly 20, 20s page and all that sort of stuff would have helped you get the job at tiktok Um, because it shows that you're driven and you're trying to do more stuff and you're involved in the industry, all that stuff, you know, goes towards a job. Um, you know, very few people that I, I don't know anyone who's ever hired based on Mark's Like, um, my mum she hires people and she's like, I've never looked at someone and gone, oh, they got a distinction. They got a high distinction. I'm going to get that person. Yeah. (laughs) No one gives a shit. Yeah. Like it's all about how, how do they communicate? What, how are they going to fit in with the team culture? Um, how are they delivering all that sort of stuff?
0: Yeah. Uh, And then off the back of that, I feel like your twenties are such a good time. I genuinely do feel like the sky is the limit like you've got so much opportunity mm. so you can do anything like if you open the door slightly by doing something off your own back like the sky really is the limit and you can do what you want it might take time but you can do what you want
1: mm. it honestly is and that's the, the the upside of the world we're in today like the mm-hmm. downsides are we we talked about a lot of the downsides but the upsides are you can do whatever you want and there's no one to stop you mm-hmm. Um, depending on your situation but like you can just go to another country and set up a new life there and start something on social media or grow online or, you know, go get a job here and whatever. Like there's so many things you can do. You know, I genuinely believe you can make money and do whatever you're passionate about, you know, and find a way to fit those two together. Um, As again, as you mentioned, it might take a bit of work, but that's what your twenties are for, you know, figuring all that stuff out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree.
1: Awesome. Next question. This is a good one. Have you ever felt behind in life? What do you do when you feel like you're running out of time and you've done nothing?
0: Okay. Um, I definitely have felt behind in life, which is the whole reason why I started Julie twenties. I felt like I didn't have enough experience. I felt like I'd done the wrong degree and I'm like three years behind because other people have done the right degree. They're getting into the job that the the industry they want to go into. So that for me was just this panic moment where I just felt like I'd lost my identity because for years I thought I was going into theatre and I just decided after university, I was like, it's, I'm always I definitely want like a stable job, whereas theatre is quite freelance and it's at the minute, especially with the pandemic, it has just been in such a tough industry. So I just knew that wasn't for me and I lost completely like what I wanted to do. So I definitely felt behind, but on the, the topic of like what to do when you feel like you're running out of time We're just we're just not running out of time in in our 20s Mm. Mm. and that's the simple facts of it we're not running out of time there's so much can change as well which i think is so important to highlight within weeks months a year um like you can be for me january i was going through loads of jobs trying to move um out of my industry the industry i was in getting nowhere and I felt like at this point I was like it's never going to happen I'm going to have to do so much more work with your 20s to prove I can do it end of February I had the TikTok job so it just shows like you can be in a space where it's just you're like it's going to take me years but then one connection one opportunity can come up and everything will completely flip on its head
1: Mm, yeah totally and it's been the same for me like your one connection has completely changed my life, which is the whole concept behind a thousand doors. Um, but yeah, again, I think it's just very normal to feel behind because of social media and we're always looking at other people who are doing better than us. Um, there's that quote and it's like, don't compare, um, you know, your chapter 16 to someone else's chapter one. Yeah. Or don't compare your chapter one to someone else's chapter 16. yeah, um, Or whatever number it is, right? Because they're further along with you. Even then there's a guy I know, he's, he's 19 and he's kind of trying to um, do similar to what I'm doing. And he's just like, I'm, I'm just like, dude, I'm, I'm four years older than you. Like yeah. I've been, I've been at this for three, or four years longer than you. Like you yeah. can't compare yourself. And yeah. 19, I was, I hadn't even started. Yeah. So it's like, what, what's the, you literally can't compare yourself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. That's it. And I think a lot of people do compare the different chapters, but you've got like a lot to learn within between. And, and I think it's also important with this chapter thing. It's. It sometimes may seem unfair, but some people it looks like they may have skipped a few chapters, but I guarantee yeah. there'll be points where maybe you look like you've skipped a few chapters that will come in, and they and they struggle through that part. So yeah, it's just oh, comparison is genuinely like the thief of joy in all of your mm. gen- You just need to not you need to be on your own path and just focus on yourself.
1: Absolutely, it's all just focusing on yourself. Like don't compare yourself to other people. If you're going to compare yourself, compare yourself to who you were two weeks ago. Yeah, it's like just compare yourself to yourself. Yeah, that's a good. Um, awesome how do you deal with jealousy also do you feel like sometimes you can't relate to your friends because you're in such different places in life it's common for this age group to have a lot of people in different places of life like some are at home or some are attending uni while others are getting married seemingly having good careers and making a lot of money
0: oh so with the compare um the friends situation on different places in life i'm not. not me and my friendship groups we're not like at a place where someone's in like such a different salary to others so we've not really got to that point yet where like some people might not be able to do things that other friends can do to finances so which is good but now I've moved to London I definitely have met a few more people that are on like completing other salaries like they're definitely a lot more well off um but again I feel like we're in this age where everyone just kind of understands that some people are just still on their chapter one and other people Mm. are on their chapter 15 um I definitely have noticed it with relationships and moving into houses family kind of situations I've got some friends that are have just bought their first house whereas I'm nowhere near doing that um I want to live with friends but I feel like it really just depends on how you are as a person, for me, I'm really happy with not moving in with someone, not buying a house. So I, I'm not feeling this like pressure. And I, and But I can see how other people maybe in my family group that want a relationship would feel the pressure. So I can't really relate to that. Um, what about you?
1: Yeah, I think um, similarly to me, to you, I don't have a huge disparity yet. Um, yeah, I do have some people who are like, you know, got a property or something and no, none of my friends have got like none of my close friends have gotten married or anything yet. Um, we're all kind of at similar stages, but like, again, it's just focusing on your own stuff. Yeah. Um, and you know, understand you have so much time in the world. You could, I don't know what age the listeners are. Let's, you know, let's say you're 20 years old. You might feel old, especially if you're on TikTok. Um, but you know, you could stuff up the next eight years of your life and you still have so much time. Yeah you still, yeah. like you could literally that's why the whole gap year thing i'm like give me a year the worst case scenario is you start university a year later yeah. and it's like that is the worst case scenario literally yeah. it is crazy it's like and who cares you graduate at 24 instead of 23 yeah who, no one cares like once you're in uni everyone's all different ages anyway it's not like school yeah so i think understanding you have so much time um, to explore and have fun and create memories and just again this question with jealousy just focus on yourself yeah just don't don't compare yourself to anyone else because mm-hmm. some people as you mentioned some people might be born on chapter 10 just by who they're born with and the, the money the parents have yeah and so how can you compete with that don't just worry right. about yourself they're yeah. going to have their own struggles that you you don't see everyone yeah. has struggles Um, just focus on yourself and that is one of the most important things you can do today I think just really hone in on yourself and even as I'm saying this I'm like I need to do this more as well
0: yeah no yeah everything that we've been saying in this podcast is definitely a lot of it I'm like I'm trying to work on as well so yeah sure
1: yeah same here we're not like expert to a perfect edit.
0: <laughs> oh no, no, definitely not. And I think that's like the beauty of like what we're doing. I think like this like more of your podcast episodes will be because you've go through something and you're like, wow, I need to speak about that. And that's how I do my content on the Instagram. I'll be like, for example, when I went through a breakup in February, I realized I have done no relationship content because I have had nothing to talk mm. about. And it it does inspire you to speak about things. So a lot of the stuff I talk about on the page are like stuff I've not yet done or like I'm trying to do or I've just just realized. So, yeah.
1: Absolutely. Well, look, I'm looking at the other questions. We've pretty much covered them all. How to deal with feeling pressure from external things like social media. We kind of spoke about all that. Um, I feel we've covered a lot of the main questions for, you know, going into your 20s. There is one here, highlights from life lessons from people in their 30s. Do you have those? Do you want to share some of those? I think these will be quite interesting takes.
0: Okay, advice from women in their 30s. So I posted into a Facebook group um, and just of women, um, and I asked for women in their 30s to give their advice on what they wish they could have told, like, their 20-year-old self. Um, So these are just a few of them. So we kind of said this earlier as well. You learn more about yourself in a relationship than you do about the other person. Which is why it's so good, I think, going through different relationships in your twenties because you're just learning so many different things about yourself.
1: Mm, absolutely.
0: I've got. Um, this one says, "If you're not sure whether to do something or not, just do it." I only regret the things I did not end up doing in the end. We we'll only live once. Experience and memories outweigh fancy things by a long run.
1: Oh my god, that's such good advice. Like that is advice to live by. Honestly, like if you're on the fence, do it yeah like yeah. just get, get out of your comfort zone you know nike's Nike slogan is, is so good isn't it just do yeah. it like, yeah so just, simple. just honestly just do it yeah next time you're like oh should i do it should i go out tonight oh, i can't be bothered what are you gonna do instead stay at home and do nothing yeah you, you might need a, a night off sure but just do it you never know what's gonna happen yeah. worst case now you have a bad night and you go to sleep early yeah. you, you go home early um so it's like just do it This. Just take that opportunity, just take that TikTok job. Like honestly. Yeah. I love that advice. That's really yeah. good.
0: I like that one. Um, this one which is kind of just what you've just said. You've you're ever changing, you're not supposed to be the same person you were five minutes ago.
1: Mm, yeah, that's important to understand. I yeah. think we go, I choose my pathway and that's it. And if I if I veer off that pathway, I'm doing something wrong.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, no,
1: you're doing something right. Embrace that. You know, yeah. how many people are doing the degree they studied?
0: Yeah, exactly. And
1: not not many.
0: I feel like that's what's so dangerous about having a five-year plan. Like, we're all guilty of it. But, like, realistically, it's not going to go that way. But it, you start stressing when it, like, veers off the path. But that's just what's supposed to happen. Mm. So having a real, yeah. I need to be here by here, it's very – um like it's actually quite stressful to put yourself through because if you don't reach certain milestones because of just, just life happening around you, then you get really stressed. Yeah.
1: Well, I love the whole – there's a question and it's like, if I told you you're going to die today in five years time, how would you live your life differently? I love that question because five years is long enough that you you have to think about it. You know, if you say you've got a year to live, I'm just going to travel for the rest and spend time with my family. The five years is like, well, I can't just waste five years doing, you know, fun stuff. I need to actually do something. Yeah, and it's like, just try, that's how I try to live, live life. Like imagine, you know, you're going to die in five years. I know it's a bit brutal and grim but it's like okay would i be doing this would i be studying this would i be working this job if i've I've only got five years left no i'd be pursuing this i want to do this do it anyway do it
0: i think that's so interesting because if you look at it like that then like for example if my screen time is on eight hours a day if i had five years left that's bad i know um if if um i had five years left i would definitely not be doing that like exactly yeah that's a good way to do it um a lot of them which i think is really interesting and people might like this is do everything whilst you're younger traveling make memories with your friends and then the second one is travel 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 so i feel like mm. that's that's something that i and i feel like my parents didn't get the opportunity to travel i think it's different now it's very very much like something everyone wants to do but it's a lot all of like the people the older people in my family just wish they traveled um and always like that's something that they have a big regret about not doing.
1: Yeah, for sure. Like traveling is such a big thing. I want to do. Um, the other, I had a British guy on my show, Ryan. He lives in Bondi. So many British people live in Bondi. Uh, it's crazy. They all come straight to the beach. Um, but he, he, one of his things was like my uncle who just. Uh, no, his brother, I can't remember, someone who just had a kid. He's like, Ryan, the number one thing I wish I did when I was younger was I traveled. And now I've got a kid and a job and I can't, and I'm gutted. And so he quit his job and started traveling and it's been the best thing he ever did. Um, Another reason I think, you know, we live in such a a Western bubble um, where we don't see a lot of the other world, um, especially America. Like, God, apparently only 20% of Americans have a passport um so australians travel quite a bit i think brits do as well Mm -hmm. but it's like it just gives you that insight into the rest of the world you see the poverty that other countries experience and it gives you appreciation of what you have you see how other cultures operate like asian cultures are so different to what we do in like western countries um even like japanese culture they focus more around you know they work as a whole they respect each other a lot more whereas um our our countries are more individualistic it's like you know you're fighting your own battle you've got to deal with yourself yeah um and just seeing all these different things gives you such a you know cultural experience and develops you more as a person
0: yeah 100 percent. and i know that like once i've been traveling i know that it's going to be so beneficial to like just every aspect of my life just learning things Um,
1: as soon as covid's over i'm out of here
0: yeah (laughs) definitely um and just the last one which i always find so funny because whenever i I do that i do it quite regularly i do the advice from women in their 30s um often so i'll post in again and every single time i get um skincare moisturize and spf all the time oh
1: really i get that really okay every
0: time and it's just like spf every day and uh, it's always funny because at least like 10 women comment that every time
1: wow there you go i make, wouldn't have um, thought of that
0: so make sure you're wearing your spf <laughs>
1: Awesome. Well, El, thanks so much for coming on the show. I think this has been a really fun episode, a bit different to my normal ones. Um, Before I wrap up, and look, I know we've already said it, probably, but what would your number one piece of advice be to the younger generation? If someone who's 16, 17, 18 listening to this, what advice would you give them?
0: I would say that you're on your own path, whether it's going to take you a few more years to get to where you want to be, then just focus on yourself and don't let anyone like turn your head about it. Don't compare yourself. Don't let anyone tell you. Otherwise, if that's what you want, this is, it's literally your life. I hate the YOLO term, but you have actually only got one. So just do what you need to do. Like, like just do it.
1: Don't be on your deathbed full of regret. Yes. You know, that's, that's, that's what you should be aiming for. Don't be on your deathbed full of regret yeah. so in your deathbed, looking back at the memories you had and appreciative of the life you made. Mm-hmm. Um, I think very few people can achieve that.
0: Yeah. And appreciate the little things as well. It's not all about the big things. It's not all about mm. like being able to go traveling. It's not all about all these big events and stuff. Like the little things that like you've enjoyed, every, even little things every day, there's something that you will enjoy within the day and just like appreciate them.
1: Mm. Just start, You know, practicing gratitude more often, Mm -hmm. you know, saying the stuff you want to say to people, giving a bit more gratitude, being grateful for the weather or, you know, little things like that.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Awesome. Well, Al, if anyone wants to join Truly20s or follow you on Instagram, I'll put all the links below, but where's the best place to go?
0: Yeah, so on Instagram and tiktok I'm at truly20s and then an underscore um Facebook should just be able to find me by truly20s um and you just have to request to join and someone should approve you in quite quickly
1: amazing and if anyone enjoyed this episode make sure you message myself or message Elle I'm sure we will respond and she would love that um but that's it for this episode thank you so much for coming on the show
0: thanks so much for having me